Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the incoming Eververse changes with Season of Dawn. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. If you're on YouTube, you can also hit like, subscribe, and hit the little bell. Appreciate all of you guys that support my content across multiple platforms, audio versions, and all the others. I appreciate that very, very much. So the Eververse seasonal update coming with Season of Dawn. I know I get a lot of people that give me a lot of grief about the Eververse because I've defended it. I I think it's been very respectful. I think for a self-published game, they've done a really, really good job. And I think what I'm going to read to you today that they announced in the blog is even more proof that Bungie is really trying to respect the player and honor uh, our desires while also giving themselves the ability to subsidize content and have revenue streams outside of just buying DLCs and season passes. So first, I'm going to start this talk by just saying, what did Bungie say? I'm going to literally read it to you. Uh, it's very, it's not super lengthy, but it is good to read because it, it gives a, a window into their thought on it, as well as just the, some transparency. Second, I want to talk about how this is this is them leaning toward the community. This is another good sign of the relationship we can have with Bungie ongoing for the next, you know, however many years the franchise is out. This is another sign of health, I think, that, you know, they don't have a publisher. They're on their own, and they are making the microtransaction dialogue one that is ongoing. Last, I want to talk about, again, and reiterate, it's not 100% earnable. You cannot earn everything in the Eververse, and I still think people are going to kind of hammer on that, so I'm going to push back on that notion but first what did Bungie say they have the heading silver only content they said offering some amount of eververse content for silver only is part of ensuring we are able to fund our ability to keep creating and maintaining destiny and supporting the team that makes destiny that's good transparency they're owning the fact that this is something that's you know they feel they need to do And then they said, that said, we agree with you that we'd also like to see a higher ratio of items that will be available for Bright Dust. By the end of Season of Undying, around 50% of the Eververse content will have been offered for Bright Dust. In Season of Dawn, we want to make it around 80% of the Eververse content available for Bright Dust at some point during the season. So they're going to increase the amount of things that are available for Bright Dust. You know, it's about a half, and they want to raise it to about 80 We've also heard you say that you want to know what will be offered for silver only so you can plan what you are interested in buying. This was something that was a major point of contention during one of my Eververse discussions during Q&A and I was defending their ability to be like we're not going to tell you what's available for Silver or Bright Dust because creating urgency and having featured items is just part of microtransaction stores. Bungie is, go- is, is going beyond that and they're saying right here, we agree that providing transparency is vital to making informed decisions. We plan to share on social every week what items will be for Silver only during the season as they appear in the Eververse store. So you're going to want to follow Destiny the Game on Twitter or Bungie on Twitter if you want to keep up to date on what will be available silver only so you can make those informed decisions. And they're going even beyond that as well. Bright Dust Economy. In Season of the Undying, we change Bright Dust to pay and or play to earn currency and play to earn reward. We want players to be able to acquire a selection of their favorite Eververse content every season just by playing the game. And we've been keeping an eye on the Bright Dust Economy in Season of the Undying with this in mind. In Season of Dawn, all dawning weekly and repeatable bounties will award Bright Dust in quantities equal to the amount awarded from Strike, Crucible, and Gambit bounties. 200 per weekly and 10 per repeatable. Crimson Days will do the same for weekly bounties only as this event does not include repeatable bounties. So they're going to give you more sources for Bright Dust as well compared to uh, the previous season. So they're increasing the amount of things that are be available for Bright Dust and they're going to increase the sources 
uh, of you know places you can get bright dust. So I think this is a better percentage. The social share of silver only that you know the more bounties. I do want to pinpoint. They did say this is so you can acquire a selection of the items just by playing. So it does say acquire a selection. So they're giving us another indicator that only a certain percentage of these things could be earned. They can't all be earned. Now, I want to talk about how this is leaning toward the community. I get told that I'm a Bungie apologist and a Bungie shill every time this comes up because I've basically said I feel like they did a good job with it. I felt like they were very respectful. Uh, it was tasteful. They It was not scummy. They gave us reasonable amounts of places to earn it in normal places in the game. Your weeklies and your dailies are really, really accessible. They weren't making you go and do things like with Spider where you had to earn a Ghost Fragment. Then you had to get the bounty. Then you had to go stand around and wait for an HVT. It wasn't this weird layered grind. It was a very directional, very intentional, and very reasonable grind. So the way they've treated us up to now, I think has been fine and their candor and their transparency in this blog post is right in line with everything I've been saying up to now. They are not trying to squeeze you. They're not trying to be scummy about it. They're not trying to put in pay to win. They're not doing any of those things. All of the things that we want from a microtransaction store have been present up to now. The opportunity to earn non-game impacting vanity only and no loot boxes. They got rid of loot boxes. They got rid of RNG one one to one purchases a clear trans you know a, a clear conversion of currency they've done a really really good job they're doing this while also maintaining transparency with the community by saying look this is something that is needed for us to do ongoing maintenance making content maintaining content this is something that is required there aren't very many companies that would have this level of candor transparency and conversation about microtransactions all while making changes to the Eververse store, the microtransaction store, that are in line with community requests. Most of the times I've seen games with micros get criticized, they just sort of stay the way that they are. They don't make any changes, they don't create earn rates, they don't listen to the community, they just throw them in there and they're there. Kind of because they know, in a lot of games, they know the kids grab mom and dad's credit card they know the whales in the community will just spend money and they kind of don't care and in this instance Bungie sees this as an ongoing conversation and I really really, I really appreciate that this is not a time I don't think for us to slap them on the hand and say oh how dare you even have micros I've seen people do that they're like there shouldn't be any micros in this game with the amount of money we put in over the years I cannot believe people type up sentences like that and think they're legitimate points like well I have spent X number of hundreds of dollars over the last five years years there should be mo- no micros yeah well the, the number of hours you put into the game divide all the money you've spent that's the value transmission you've spent money in a game and you've got content you've gotten playtime out of it that's the value transmission the value transmission doesn't mean there will never be any micros there will never be any you know subsidizing costs on top of what you pay to play the game and get the content uh, I don't know many companies that would do this that would have this level of candor transparency as well as moving toward the community with updates and making changes I, I'm already anticipating people going to the comments on this video and be like such an apologist and such a shill well that's fine you can say that as much as you want you're going to be hard pressed to find a better micro store and a better attitude and conversation from another developer you're going to be really really hard pressed to find a, a better system and a better a better setup so lastly let's talk about how it's not 100% earnable we still need to reiterate this I do think a lot of the times the criticisms stem for, from 
really, really bad, really, really bad uh, sort of presumptions and expectations about, well, we should be able to earn everything. They've made it clear in this TWAB alone, this blog post, they're envisioning this being something where you can acquire a selection of your favorite items through earning it, right? And not just through spending money, but also you can't earn the whole Eververse. It just isn't set up that way. Now more than ever, we have to accept that the Eververse is not 100% earnable. Its primary function is to generate money. It's to give them currency. It's to give, I'm sorry, revenue. It's to give them a revenue stream and they're being clear about that. It is not there as a side piece grind for you. Uh, It's not there for you to to get like a oh I'm gonna I'm gonna get all these extra earnable items that's not what it's there for if you want earnable Eververse items every season that's what the season passes for there's universal ornaments in there there's ships there's emotes there's ghosts there's all sorts of things in there that would be considered like the guaranteed Eververse grind they kind of sliced it and I think we get a pretty good amount of things for the $10 when you look at the season pass so they're giving you more to buy with Bright Dust they're giving you more to to earn with bright dust and they're giving the option to say hey this is going to be silver only or this isn't going to be silver only so then you know what items you should be saving for and buying they want you to be an informed consumer they are respecting you in that regard you do have to make sure and follow them on twitter if you want to have that information every week when the eververse updates they will be informing us what is silver only so that's your job as a player right that's your job as a player to uh, you know to make sure you know that and I have to update the date thanks for informing me I actually forgot to update that this is being recorded on the 9th it said 7th this whole time I'm stupid uh, so that's your job as a player now to earn your bright desk do your weeklies do your dailies save up and then buy the items that you think are the best uh, you know and, and again make sure you're following on Twitter so you you know what those items are as always if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube we're going to go to question and answer next and if you're listening or watching in all those other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Eververse updates coming in Season of Dawn. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. If you want to come in, if you're watching on YouTube, hitting like, subscribe, hitting the bell button, all those things help me. Now, I need to make a slight correction. I don't have the ability to do this. I didn't want to re-record the entire video, so I'm sure I got taken to task for this in the comments. I made a mistake in my video about this I misread that they were turning the weekly and repeatables in the dawning into bright dust earnable bounties I I misread it and thought it said all of the dawn season of dawn weeklies and repeatables were going to get bright dust so I misread that and I apologize if you were like probably taking me to task and being like this guy can't even read I misread it now in principle I was correct they are increasing the number of bounties that you can get bright dust with next season and season the dawning lasts for three weeks I believe they're doing the same thing with you know crimson crimson days or whatever it's called so it's not every single weekly and repeatable so there will be some that don't afford you bright dust it's still going to be uh shacks zavala and then uh the drifter and then the seasonal uh, activities the free ones will also have them in there so in principle what i claimed is true they're giving you more things to buy with bright dust and more sources for bright dust but i misspoke when i said every weekly and daily next season will have it that's not correct there will be some that don't. So, uh, 
Mortar with two months of subs and ten months from Britch. Thank you. I'm going to dive right into the questions now. Uh, Eknor, sorry it's not about the topic. What are your thoughts on the newly introduced class stat? Do you think it will help further differentiate classes? We'll have to wait and see some of this stuff on the ground. I I do think it's strange that they introduced new mods that do the charge with light. They're introducing the new class stat thing, and they're not giving us any information. They they, they want it... they, I, I'm going to paraphrase and kind of quote them here. They want the discovery and the dialogue to be driven by the community in Season of Dawn. I don't I, I don't know why we've theorized it's because they want to temper expectations since it's only a $10 seasonal thing and they don't want people thinking it's going to be this big elaborate DLC. They want it to be very, very clear from very early on that you're not going to be getting this crazy amount of content. So they're they're avoiding talking because just by talking and announcing things, they they by default generate hype, um, even when they kind of don't try to. I remember once they were like, hey, we're going to be streaming in two weeks with the art department, just talking about concept art and the and the art of destiny. And people went nuts. Why even stream? Why, why, why aren't you showing anything new? And it's like, even when they tell people they're going to be literally doing an art stream, it doesn't matter. You know, people still get you know all wound up and angry so i think that they're just not talking about this stuff and that's the reason why so i don't really have thoughts on a lot of this stuff yet i mean i guess that's good so we're not getting all these weird speculation videos that are ultimately worthless a month later because they end up being somewhat right but somewhat incorrect so as the content comes out we'll be able to make videos and have talks and have discussions and Q&A sessions that'll be exactly accurate with what's going on. I mean maybe maybe that's part of it too. Maybe they just want the 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 content creation, the dialogue, the Reddit, the threads, the forums, the Twitter, whatever to all be more more accurate to the content and less speculation, especially with the potential of trials coming out. Enviro what do you think about the argument that Bungie is not updating the game with armor sets for Iron Banner, yet they make an effort every season to refresh the Eververse inventory? We haven't had a vendor refresh in how long. I realize Eververse is a way for them to make money, but I also think they need to invest time updating other parts of the game. This is an area where, I didn't speak to this in the video, this is an area where I do believe this opens them up to criticism. My question would be, how legitimate is the criticism? It's one Eververse armor set, and you get basically two in the season pass, okay? You get the seasonal ar- armor set that will, that this season we got the ones that had like all the moss on it, and then we got the really shiny Vex set. You got two sets, because one's an ornament, one's the actual armor. Two sets from the season pass, and then there's one in the Eververse. Now, if they were putting like three to four armor sets every season in the Eververse, I would say the criticism is more valid. I think the criticism is weak in light of two armor sets in the season pass, and then we don't know about Crucible yet. Iron Banner picture on the schedule seems to indicate there's new weapons coming, and they did say there was new legendary stuff coming to Crucible. So, again, I'm not going to ever really die on this hill. I will admit it does open them up to criticism. Well, man, you guys are adding Eververse items, but you can't do vendor refreshes. Like, come on. Bungie's pushback would probably be, 
we got limited bandwidth we're trying to do the best we can to you know to crunch out content for you guys every three months we're subsidizing a lot of this content with the eververse so de facto we have to put stuff in the eververse we don't have to put armor sets in the vendors we can put the armor sets and the guns in the new activities and in the new content instead of being like oh there's a bunch of new stuff in the in the vendors now I've continued to say they would probably win a lot of goodwill with the community if they did one gun frame at Zavala and Shax, one or two gun frames a season, as well as just armor frames. Even if the armor is recycled, if you gave people that intentionality to getting a full crucible armor set or a full vanguard armor set, as well as like, oh, there's two guns this season that I can grind for when I'm playing strikes. I can grab those bounties, those frames, the way you did with Ikora. I think they'd win a little bit of goodwill with the community. They could be like, okay, they're not giving us a full vendor refresh, but at least they're doing something with the vendors. Um, because it does feel like, oh man, you're, 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 you're sprucing up the Eververse again, and Shax and Zavala are just standing there with nothing new. Um, and so... I'm going to continue to say it opens them up to criticism. I understand where the criticism comes from. I happen to think in the grand scheme of what we get, the criticism isn't that strong because it's one Eververse armor set and you get two in the season pass for 10 bucks, as well as potentially other armor sets elsewhere. Like we got a full armor set in the raid. Um, and then people are like, well, they're reskinning for Iron Banner, Vanguard, and Crucible. Again, I, yeah, they are, and I would love it to. See, I would love to see them do more, but I, we have to believe one of two things. I'm not creating a false dichotomy here. We have to believe one of two things. We have to believe either Bungie can create armor for those vendors that would be new, and they can't be bothered. They're like, ah, oh, forget it. We would rather not do that. We would rather do something else. Or, in order for them to do that for those vendors, they would have to take bandwidth away from something else. Okay. I think the first one is very unlikely. I think it's very unlikely that Bungie's like, well, you know, we could make vendor refreshes and new armor sets for Vanguard and the Crucible, but we don't really feel like it. Oh, they're lazy, right? So the lazy is, is I don't think that that's, there's just no way that that's true. I believe the alternative is the most likely, that if they were going to do vendor refresh refreshes and brand new guns and armor for you know, Zavala and Shaxx as NPCs, that's just coming from something else. There's either some other, that those teams could be working on something for the Dawning, or, you know, Crimson Days, or something with the, 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 what's that event? The, um, the obelisks and stuff. We don't know how those weapons and armor are coming back either. We also don't know if they're, if they, if those teams are shifting down, downstream to work on stuff for the spring or the summer. Um, so I'm just going to continue to be like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw a flag on the play and be like, Bungie, this is absurd, this is lazy, this is wrong, when the likely explanation is, man, we would love it to refresh and replenish everything in the game if we could, but it just isn't reasonable. It isn't reasonable. So we're and if we and if we have the bandwidth to do it, it's not that we don't want to. It's that that bandwidth has been allocated to something else to keep you happy three months down the line, six months down the line, or whatever. What if those vendor refreshes are being shelved so next year in September, when we finally get you know what I believe will probably be the dreadnought and like the Taken Queen esque DLC, they deliver an absolute banger where every NPC, everything that we've all been hoping for lands. What if that's happening? Like what if that allocation of bandwidth is to to fully you know fill something further down the line um 
I feel like they have the bandwidth. They're just seeing how little they have to offer to keep players satisfied. Yeah, again, I just don't... I will. I, I can't get that cynical and negative about it, given everything they've said, the videos that they put out and the streams that they do. It's like they're passionate about this game, they love this game, and they're trying to make this game last. And this idea that we should get a bunch of boxes checked every three months for a $10 season pass, I think that's ultimately what you're going to have to come back to, is that it's $10 for... A three-month trickle of events and content and activities and loot and in the mix of this we're not getting vendor refreshes here's the other thing you have to consider and I think shadow keep not having vendor refreshes hurts my point but consider this this idea of them giving you content every three months is not something that they did in dark below and House of Wolves eras of the game, or even post-Taken King, they weren't updating the game that often. So sure, Taken King came with a vendor refresh, and then nothing else happened for a year. If if we would have gone back in time and been like, well, we can do the Taken King, but the vendors are going to get very, very poultry offerings, but every three months, we're going to do an injection of content for 10 bucks, new activity, new loot pursuit, new new evolution of the story, so you have something to do as a hobbyist player. I, I feel like we would have been like, that's actually probably better than a bunch of vendor refresh items that no one bought, like no one was buying guns from New Monarchy. There was like one gun per vendor. Crucible had like one gun worth getting. And then the other ones, Crucible, um, sorry, Vanguard, Dead Orbit, and Future Warcult had, had had like one, you know, one gun, one gun per NPC. So it's like, yeah, sure, we got a vendor refresh, and a lot of the guns were trash. You had no intentional grind. You could roll over Dead Orbit a thousand times and never get the thing that you want because you could keep getting, you know, the auto rifle or whatever. And then they did the vendor refresh thing where like every week the roles randomized or whatever. So like to me, it's like we're in a new era. They're literally doing something every three months and to be like, oh, we, we should get a vendor refresh every three months, I think it's absurd. And again, I think my point is a little bit weakened by the fact that they didn't do a vendor refresh in Shadowkeep. Had they done a vendor refresh in Shadowkeep, my point would be a whole lot better. It'd be like, guys, they just did one. They can't do one every three months for these little $10 seasons. You know, these are meant to be smaller offerings. Um, Shadowkeep was meant to be a smaller offering. They told us that on the outset. So we're in a we're in a different realm now. We're in the realm of here. You know, you're getting you're getting small amounts of content for for you know weekly and daily in engagement, which means certain things aren't going to be in there. So um, I do think a vendor refresh at least once a year is something that they should consider doing. I feel like. They bit off a lot for Shadowkeep. They wanted to push out Armor 2.0. They wanted to revisit the bounty system because they added a whole new bounty system with the weeklies, the dailies, and the repeatables. So they they added all of that. They had to revamp that. Uh, they added the season pass. They added the artifact. They restructured pinnacle weapons into ritual weapons. So they made all those changes, and I think they just they bit off a lot. And in the midst of that, they were like, we can't do all of this and also do a vendor refresh is is more than likely how they looked at it. You can't get that level of both quality of life update and changes to the ethos and the systems and the ecosystems within Destiny as well as every NPC getting a bunch of extra stuff. So if the alternative would have been like you know what we could have completely scrapped armor 2.0 and did vendor refreshes, I think that would have been a mistake. 
I think they tried to use Shadowkeep as a qualitative update to the game and less of a quantitative update to the game, which means that's kind of the world we're in now. That was something that I talked about with, like, if you look at the logistical setup for Ikora and Vex Offensive, it wasn't a quantitative addition to the game. There wasn't a lot to it. There was four guns. It was pretty, you know, it was pretty easy... It was a pretty easy event, but logistically speaking, it was a good qualitative update. Like, this is good structure for these seasonal activities, and every $10, they're trying to give us a qualitative update and not a quantitative one. They're not saying every vendor. They're not saying faction rallies are back. Like, they're they're not doing the quantity push. They're doing more of a quality push. And at the end of the day, I think the quality of grind is better than quantity of grind because we had quantity of grind in Taken King. You had so many weapons that could potentially drop from all the vendors, but the quality of the grind was terrible. You could do bounties to roll over Vanguard and roll over your token faction, but the control you had over what you got was absurdly low. There was, I think, wasn't there like five weapons per faction? So if you went to Dead Orbit and you really wanted to get the rocket launcher with Cluster, that ended up being a a really really good uh, good weapon you had no way of getting that you could buy the bad version that they were selling or just try to roll over dead orbit as many times as you possibly could to get it to spit out that's a quantitative update they updated the game quantitatively here's a bunch of stuff and the quality of grind was terrible. There was no way for you to chase anything with any intention, with the exception of the skeleton key with like a Maga loop and stuff. Wait, the skeleton key system came. That's right, it came in Taken King, and they refined it in Rise of Iron. They made it a little bit better. Um, I think they made the drop rate higher or something. It's, it's some of that's foggy and hard to remember exactly when those uh, things hit. So. Yeah, that's a long, long answer to this question, but that's that's kind of its own video now. I mean, you could like slice that answer out and put it in its own video. I just think that that criticism is understandable, but I don't know how strong it is given the era that we're in. We have to adjust our expectations about it being less about quantity and more about quality. And that's where I'm going to come in and want to make different criticisms. We need better perks. We need more interesting perks. We need, you know, guns that are more interesting to chase because that to me is attached to the qualitative updates they're attempting to do that aren't quite landing a lot of the weapons that we're chasing were 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 not as interested as we could be because there doesn't seem to be enough new you know newness to the guns they look cool but there's no new perks uh nova star what about the bright ingrams are they going to continue to be the best of something or should we have event ingrams put back in the game as a third way of Tim Everts. As far as I know, they're going to be nostalgics. I don't know. They haven't said anything more about it. They haven't really even addressed it, but they, they're changing how they look on the season pass, so I'm assuming they're just new nostalgics. Uh, Dead Rabbit. Do you think that the Eververse system with the nostalgic engrams will keep going on? Yep, just had that question. Slipknot. Do you think Eververse bounties should return? I hate being forced to play Gambit or Crucible for Bright Dust. It's really aggravating and doesn't feel worth 200 per bounty. Uh, maybe make Eververse bounties less specific. Well, I think you're 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 getting extremely narrow. What they're saying is they're saying these are the three main hoppers of the game: Vanguard, you know, Vanguard, Gambit, and Crucible. The three main hoppers down here. And then obviously you have all the planets and all of their various activities. And those three hoppers have bright dust bounties. And that's it. 
if look if you want bright dust and you can't be bothered to go do the things that are offering bright dust then like that's on you right that's on you if you're if you're attempting if you're attempting to get the maximum amount of bright dust they have set it up for you to do that and if you're opting to not do that the answer is not for them to be like oh we're sorry that you don't want to do the things that we've laid out we'll make we'll bring back eververse bounties i just i don't i don't think that that's necessary i think that the system again you have to start from the starting point of the eververse is not here for you to earn everything it just it simply isn't that's not its goal that's not its purpose its purpose is to sell stuff for money so they make money the fact that they're giving you earn rates and they're increasing the number of things that will be quote unquote earnable because it'll be bright dust the fact that they're doing that is a huge step toward the community most companies don't do that they throw in a micro store and then that's the end of the matter they don't give a frick what you think because there's plenty of kids and there's plenty of whales in the community that spend lots of money and they're just kind of like we don't care if you don't like it that's not the attitude with Bungie so I'm not going to start giving them a laundry list of things that they need to do like well you should give us Eververse bounties or you should increase this or you should increase that the two big things that were a point of contention this season was I have no idea what's going to be available for silver only and there's not enough items for bright dust Bungie's answering both of those criticisms those are like the two main things people were talking about uh, and taking issue with so I I I wouldn't I would not imagine they also need to add Eververse bounties that that doesn't seem necessary. It's Rondo. Is it a good idea to add a third track on the battle pass with Eververse loot for a price 10 15 20 and the loot's earnable by leveling the pass? This is not a question, this is just a suggestion. Um, I believe there'd be ni- it'd be it'd be nice to reset or prestige the season pass, but I don't think they need to do what you're suggesting. Ashen Hollow. What does Bungie stand to gain from these Eververse changes? Money, fan loyalty, goodwill. I was just baffled they would do this. Could they have been waiting for people's bright dust stockpiles to get down? Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of things. More than likely, they made a bunch of changes to the Eververse, and they're just like, okay, let's see at the end of a season, how much money did we make? Uh, what were the complaints from the community? And can we reasonably, without damaging the structure of the store and its and its ability to ge- generate revenue, can we reasonably make changes that are in line with community response? The fact that they are coming to us and saying, hey, this is something that's needed for us to have ongoing maintenance and creation of content. Like, we, we need the micro store to be here. There need to be items that are silver only, okay? And for them to say, but we hear you on the lack of items for bright dust so we're increasing the number we hear you on the earn rate of bright dust so there'll be more sources of her bright dust especially when there's events like the dawning going on and there's more of a push for those eververse items we're going to give you more sources for that bright dust earn rate to help you out number two you want to know what's going to be silver only okay we'll let you know on twitter like there, there. I don't necessarily think that they were trying to like. Oh, this is exactly how the Eververse should be, 
and we'll never make any changes to it. I just think it proves some of what I said about leveling, right? Bungie makes a bunch of changes, they throw it out there, and they're like, let's just wait a season. Number one, this was a shorter season. Let's just wait and see what people say and see what people do. Those are kind of the two things they wait on. What are people saying? What are people doing? So with respect to leveling, what were people saying? What were people doing? Well, people were going for the pinnacles, and they were saying that it was too slow with the plus ones. So Bungie makes an adjustment, and then they leave it alone the rest of the season, right? They're like, okay, so it's plus twos now. We get to the end of the season, they're like, what are people saying? What are people doing? And they try to come up with a solution to kind of meet us where we are. And that's essentially what they're doing with the Eververse. So, here's the thing. It's fan loyalty, goodwill, and money generation are all related. If you feel better about the Eververse, then you might be a little bit more likely next season to say, okay, this thing is silver only, but I have to have it, like a sparrow or something. You're like, you know what? Bungie's made good decisions with with the Eververse store. They got rid of loot boxes and RNG. They've increased the number of things I can earn. They've given me more opportunities to earn that bright dust when events like the Dawning are going on. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this. So like, your feeling toward Bungie and your feeling toward the Eververse, if those are positive feelings, you're more likely to spend money. So it's not just a oh we can just live off of the whales and we can just live off of the kids. That's not necessarily true. They're gonna need you know some of us to feel like eh, this is this isn't so bad eight bucks for that sparrow it's too good to pass up it's a silver only sparrow i mean think about it when you know what's silver only and you know what's not you might be more inclined to buy something when it pops up if you see social and their social media tweets out a picture right and you you see a sparrow that looks like this and it says silver only you may say to yourself you know what? I've not spent any money this season in the Eververse. That thing is worth it. I'm, I'm going to buy that. Because now you full well know if you don't, that's the end. It's gone. Like, you can't get it again. So, telling us what silver only may actually work in a way, to me, it's counterintuitive. Like, telling people what's silver only, you're giving people an option of knowing, like, oh, that's not a silver only item. I'll save my bright dust for it. Right? But flip side of the coin is they could really really push and say hey these items are silver only better grab them better grab them while you can it, it might actually drive more sales uh than 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 it hurts dm uh, demon demons tv says do you feel like the store experience is extremely underwhelming in terms of item availability or is the limit of availability part of the sale incentive to buy now there's always multiple layers of you know, psychology at play whenever they have a micro store like this. Number one, a featured item. Even if it doesn't say it'll never be available anywhere else, your brain is automatically like, I have one day and zero hours to grab these things. It's it, it creates urgency even though they're not saying anything. There's also just a psychology of everything is really pretty, everything is flashy, you know, it, there's just there's a lot at play. Um, so I think the store experience is fine. If you compare this Eververse storefront to when this game launched, this is a thousand times better. When the Eververse first launched, I don't know if you guys remember, 
you would go to test and it was a freaking disaster there was like it was cluttered it was basically it basically looked like this it had like this set up with a bunch of items and then above that it had a bunch of engrams and boxes that you could buy that you didn't even know what you were going to get out of them it was a freaking train wreck this looks like a way more traditional and understandable storefront than when the Eververse first landed. I remember saying, people were like, oh, the Eververse, the Eververse, the Eververse. I remember telling people, like, I don't think the Eververse is making them a whole lot of money because the original iteration of the Eververse in D2 was cluttered and there was zero urgency. There was zero call to action. It was just muddled. It wasn't very good. And it seemingly got better and better the more they distanced themselves with Activision, which is interesting. I don't know if maybe um, that was on purpose or just coincidental. Mr. Syke says, in the TWAB, they said that they are thinking about types of themes in the Eververse. Do you think that means stuff that matches the season could be earned in the game? Hi, Sarah. Well, no, you're reading way too into it. Why? Don't go down this lane. Like, they're not, that's not what they're going to do. They're not going to suddenly make stuff earnable in the game. The Eververse having a theme would mean, um, like this season, we got a lot of, like, you know, lions and, and, you know, stuff on the armor they might say, hey, that was kind of out of left field, right? If you go to these armor sets, they're awesome, but they're kind of out of left field. These don't make any sense in the grand scheme of this season. They don't, they don't, what's the, what, what are these things, right? What, what, what are the point of these things? They're just like their own cool looking set. So having themes could mean like everything is going to look a certain way. There's maybe there's going to be, you know, lions everywhere. And the next season there'll be birds everywhere. I don't know. That's how I would take it. I wouldn't. You're going. You're going to somewhere they didn't even hint at. Like, oh, does that mean there's going to be stuff earnable in the game? No. Like that doesn't mean that at all. That if anything, they made it clear in that blog post that earning Eververse stuff is not is not something that they're focused on. You can acquire a selection of the items through earning, but they're not making it to where you can earn this stuff uh, across the board, all of it. Tiny Narwhal. Do you believe that Bungie will gradually be forced to put more emphasis on the Eververse store as they use up remaining resources that originally uh, they originally had with Activision? No. I mean, I don't know what tarot cards you're reading, but that blog post did not give me any indication that they're putting more emphasis on the Eververse. They're, they're doing... That entire post was more items available for Bright Dust, more bounties to get Bright Dust... Uh, and we're going to let you know what's silver only. I I don't know. That to me doesn't seem like they're putting more emphasis on it. If anything, it's they're trying to meet us, you know, halfway more than ever. RPG with 20 months. Thank you. V, uh, v Drown Joke says, I did the math and you get 1,200 bright dust per character and 3,400 for three. We had 70 days from October 1st to December the 10th. So 10 weeks. 3,400 3, times 10. I, that I guess if you're doing what if you're doing every single week is is what you're saying you're you're doing every single uh, bounty every single week of the season that's you know it's thirty four thousand so the question would be is that enough to buy everything probably not I mean they made it clear in their blog post we're going to be able to acquire a selection um, do most of what the Eververse adds could be in-game already, but Bungie would have to work more on top to add things worth buying or grinding for the Eververse. If you ask me what they did in D1 was alright, if not a better system, not a question. Stop doing that, please. 
um, Bubble 17. The Vex Offensive had only four guns, which contributed to the short lifespan of the content. How many guns would you like to see with the Sundial, given there is a short time for them? Well, there's four bosses, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be potentially four guns as well. But that would be that would be pretty sparse so maybe you could do two guns a boss but no they're doing weapon frames I honestly don't know let's go with six I think six would be nice I think people would look at six and say hey that's more than Vex offensive the bosses are also rolling out here's my big question though what's the point of the bosses rolling out if you know for for four weeks you're waiting on that last boss you're able to grind like crazy and get the gun rolls that you want number one are you going to care about that last boss number two are you going to care about the heroic i'm sorry the legend version the hard mode version that lands in january i've got a lot of questions about how they structure it because they're staggering the bosses and they're staggering hard mode so i don't know Pretty sure we've seen more than four guns. I think that's correct. I think we have seen more than four Saint-14 guns. So it could be a lot. There could be a junk ton that maybe only... Maybe there's... What if there was like, I don't know, uh, 12 weapons and there was three frames available each week according to the boss rotation or something? I I don't know. Since there's only one activity and primarily that'll be your main loot pool injection, I could see them doing like 12 or something. That you know, but I don't want to get everybody's hopes up and be like, well, Lono thought there'd be twelve and there's only nine, so this sucks. And it's like, well, I mean, we let's let's just wait and see. Again, they want us to drive the conversation as a community as the content releases. I would say creating that kind of dialogue and slow reveal is fine. And the mistake that we would make is being like, oh, let's uh let's start theorizing how many guns there's going to be. Uh, you know, so maybe there's four versions of the sundial. Well, there's also different time versions. So in the stream that they did, they mentioned hard mode in passing and they mentioned the bosses rolling out in passing, but they did say they did say that the the time that you go in is random. So they went in and it was like the future where the cabal had won and I was like, "Okay, you have a future where the cabal has won." So there's going to be a dark future maybe? Is that a dark future? Is there a past? Is there a present? So there's four versions, but then there's four bosses. So we don't know exactly how that's all going to, you know, tie together. Uh, Drown Joke says, sorry for asking late. I did the math. Uh, 36,000 brightest over the course of the season. Is that a lot or a little? I already did the math for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, I, 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 there's no way for us to know. Like right now. If you go in here and you say, okay, I've got, let's just round it down. Let's say you miss a couple bounties or you don't do some of the bounties. Let's just round it down to 30,000 Bright Dust, all right? And you're trying to buy entire, you know, armor sets. Well, the entire armor sets for Bright Dust, as you buy them segmented, it's, what is it? Is it always 1,200 a piece? I mean that's going to be enough that that's enough for like a, a, a an armor set barely <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like it's hard to know it's hard to know if you're buying things you know piece by piece like that if you're only saving up for the ships and the emotes and the stuff that you think is more influential um it's really hard it's really hard to know you know which one you want to you know you want to which route you want to take 
So, the invader's in. Do you agree that they should update how much more bright dust you get from either repeatable bounties or dailies? No, I don't agree with that. I, I made that very clear. I don't think we need to adjust everything. They're doing... They're, they're leaning toward us, and we haven't played yet. And... If you're going to approach the Eververse with the attitude that you should be able to earn everything, then you didn't read the blog post and you're not paying attention. The blog post makes it clear you're only going to be able to earn a, 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 um, a selection of the items and this is a storefront to make money. You can get mad at it, you can rage, you can call me a shill and an apologist. It's a free to play game with a self-publishing company there's gonna be micros okay so and i know people are like it's not free to play lono you gotta buy dlc Blah. okay you can get all of year one for free and that comes with portions of year two for free so it's a free to play game you can download the game for free and check it out and play as much as your dadgum want. Sure, portions of year two are not free and all of year three you have to pay for. So it's not free to play. You got to buy DLC. I don't think you guys understand what free to play means. I want you to read it really, really slowly, really focus, maybe meditate before doing this free to play it means it's a game you can play and not spend money that's what it means free to play does not mean every square inch is free to play you're creating your own definition and being like it's not free to play because i've got my own dictionary and there's pieces i have to pay for therefore it's not free to play lono no it is free to play the, the statement means you can play for free. That's all the statement means. It doesn't mean you spend zero dollars for forever. It doesn't mean that. That'd be like going to Warframe's micro store and being like, I thought this game was free to play. It is. And there's micros on top of it. It is literally, in the most literal sense, free to play. So, get out of my YouTube comments with your self-righteous preaching and calling me a shill because it's not actually free to play and you're misrepresenting the product. No, you're creating your own fallacy of special pleading argumentation to claim that it's not free to play because there's DLC. It's literally free to play. Listen, if Tomb Raider dropped tomorrow free to play and had the DLC as optional purchases, no one would say, well, Tomb Raider's not really free to play. Sure it is, because you could download it, you could play it for free, go through the entire campaign, and if you want, you could buy the extra DLC. You see what I'm saying? Like... I get so tired. So many people got up my nose on YouTube about that. Look, it's not actually free to play. They do the same freaking thing on the Rageous Roundtable every time we say it. Like, every time we say it's a free-to-play game, I'm supposed to pull up a billboard with an asterisk on it. Like, just so you know, in case your brain's too small, it's actually not 100% free-to-play. It's like 80% free-to-play. And we just want to make sure everybody knows that so that we don't... I don't want to misrepresent the game and make sure you know... No, it's a free-to-play play game go and download it right now in steam and you can play a junk ton of it and not spend a dime you can go into the crucible you can go into gambit you can go to all the planets you can play the strikes you just can't play the monetized dlc 
content. It's a free-to-play game. It's I I'm I, I didn't I, I didn't get hard on that the last couple of months, but I'm so sick of hearing that from people. You would no one would say if Tomb Raider came out tomorrow for free and made DLC you have to pay for, that would make it not free to play. Again, you are basically creating your own definition and digging your heels in and ignoring the facts. If I could download Tomb Raider for free, play it for free, that's a free to play game. The DLC that's optional in addition to the base game, it's still a free to play game. I downloaded it, it cost me $0 and I played it. Free to play. That's what those words mean when you place them in that order. I am sorry that you lack the intelligence to see that and you're just continuing to say the exact same thing over and over again. I know it must be hard to go through life and it's hard to understand four-letter words like free and two-letter words like two. I know it's got to be really hard. How do you drive? I mean, there's street signs with big words like outlet. I don't know how you do it because... That's what free-to-play means. Jaja Church. Are you as mad as I am that they addressed the community's concerns with Bright Dust Economy and still left bounties at 10 each? I don't really care. It's it's a ton. It, it, is, a, it is a ton of earnable Bright Dust every, every single week. So, uh, Ninjoid. Thoughts on microtransactions? I missed out on the Revoker ornament when it was in the Eververse for a whole week, but now I want it and I have to pay actually m- actual money. Do you think situations like this are good for player experience? This is just the nature of vanity items. Like, there are going to be vanity items that have urgency attached to them. And you, like, you either like, you either get it or you don't. Like, I, I, I'm not saying they should do that a ton. Here's a bunch of stuff. And you're like, I, I can't conceivably get all this stuff. I, I need to wait. I got to earn my bright dust. Well, sorry, it's gone. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I wanted that. I don't want them to, like, turn up the FOMO knob, but a certain measure of FOMO is just going to exist in a store that rotates its inventory, you know? So, I don't know where Little Light got this definition. Free-to-play games are known as free-to-start. Games where give you give players access to a significant portion of the content without playing. Free-to-play can be contrasted with pay-to-play, in which payment is required before using service for the first time. that was hard to read man wow arctic spartan uh with season of the undying ending what are your thoughts on ikora one of the main faces of the game back to being as useful as the sweeper bot i wouldn't be surprised if they you know they said they were going to do the weapon frames in the gunsmith that doesn't make uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me but maybe they'll just rotate the gunsmith guns through the gunsmith. If she goes back to being like, if she goes back to being nothing and just kind of hanging out and she does, what did she do? Oh, she did the milestone where like you gave her the Vex components and then she did the other one where you did like 20 bounties. If she goes back to just being a, a, a bounty like milestone thing, I'll be pretty disappointed. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do with her. You can use her in a future season if you empty her, though. If you think about it, right? You could empty her and then go back to her just being a milestone and then you could use her in another season. The danger would be... Well, I don't know. Every single time you could update her, though. It's tough. It's tough. Because for me, what what they're seemingly doing is 
is they're shifting you to focus on a particular place. So, like, we weren't really focusing on Ada. We weren't really focusing on Werner. We weren't really focusing on the Drifter. What were we focusing on? Eris and Ikora. I feel like this next season, it's going to be Saint-14 and and Osiris. Maybe Brother Vance. That's just kind of how it goes. That it was. It's been that way for a while. You kind of shift your attention to a couple NPCs, and then that's it. So I'm not going to get super upset about that. I do think it's lame that like she's hearing whispers from the Traveler, and now she may have some dialogue. I could see her maybe even interacting with Osiris. Her and Osiris have interacted, you know, here and there, and he's popping out. And he's like, "You've been busy," and you're like, "Oh, what?" You know, it's like. You've been doing this thing and you fought the undying mind. Like, what 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 are you guys doing? You know, what 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 are you guys doing? And Ikora was the one that came up with the idea. So I would think there would be some dialogue there, but she might not really function as a as a vendor. Uh Wishwash. What are your thoughts on Bungie reducing the amount of things in the Eververse, let's say by 80%, and have it only silver? Uh, for just silly, non-world-related-looking emotes and cosmetics and just get rid of Bright Dust. I mean, your question... I don't even know why you would submit this wishwash. So you're like, hey, Lono, what if they completely jettisoned everything they've worked on for the last year in changing the Eververse and did something completely different? Like, what's the point of even asking this. I, I, they're not going to do this. They're not going to do this. They want you visiting the Eververse. They do. So if you're getting bright, it's just it's just like when people got really upset at iPhone's price going down and Apple's apology to those people was to give them a $25 gift card. Well, that $25 gift card gets you in the door at the Apple store and there's not a whole lot you can buy with a $25 gift card. So giving you a Bright Dust earn rate and giving you Bright Dust is getting you to come into the Apple store, right? You're seeing the cosmetics, you're seeing the cool stuff, and you're subsequently going to be spending and then running out of Bright Dust and feeling that pull to maybe spend some real money. So they're not going to completely revamp everything and go like, oh no, let's just, let's just, let's just get, get rid of it, right? Reduce all of it down to just a couple of things, you know, it, it if you want that, then you're not going to get it. They're not going to suddenly do that. They clearly have an art team that can crank out emotes and ghosts and ghost projections and sparrows and ships like crazy. Like they're really good at just cranking out cosmetics and the art team always does a really good job. Uh, which while speaking of spending money, why do you think they didn't offer people to buy levels in the past towards the end of the season? Like they said they would No, that's been around. You can do that right now. I, I, that, that's, that's in the game. You can buy levels of the season pass. I think you do it with silver. Um, T funk. Do you think Bungie changes stuff too often? Like bounty store. Um, a lot of the store are like, this is how we are going to do for a period. And you guys are all struggling to submit questions today. I, I don't, you just, <laughs> it's like, was it the third question today that got, you hit enter before you were done. Um, d- let's just go with the base question. Do I think they change that stuff too often? I don't know if anybody would ever say Bungie changes stuff too often. Um, they've, they didn't touch bounties for a while. We had, we had, we had this, we had the bounty system before Shadowkeep was in place for like two years they barely made any changes to the bounty system um so i wouldn't think that the bounties have changed too much 
uh, also not too often. They're still bounties. They just they gave them a little bit of a different structure. Um, so you know the micro store has gone through some changes and some iterations, but I don't know. They change the store like every season. I wouldn't think that's a negative, though. I feel like a lot of what they've tried to do with the Eververse store is they've tried to give us what we want. They've tried to say, okay, the community wants XYZ, let's try and give them XYZ, and they've restructured it, while also trying to basically be honest with us, especially in the most recent update, by saying, hey, um, we kind of need this. We, we kind of need the store to be there. Uh, we It's it's something that's a, 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 it's a, necess- it's a necessary thing. You know, I, I don't know. They, you know, they did a UI update to the store and then they made it to where there's more places for you to get the stuff that maybe you might haven't gotten yet. Because like right now, if I go in here, what's the one tab? Uh, archive. You know, this is a benefit to people that might have missed some stuff. I don't know if they're going to start filling out the archive though. Um... I bet you this gets a whole lot fuller next season. So the person that was like, oh, I missed out on that one uh, revoker, you know, ornament. I don't know why they wouldn't put that in here for you to get. That doesn't seem like that would hurt anything. Uh, And then the seasonal offerings are all here. And then those would slide down to archive next season, maybe, or something. I don't know. Um... They also seem to misunderstand what the community is asking for on occasion, like the silver-only Iron Banner emote. Well, but the season-only... The, 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 the silver-only Iron Banner emote was at a time where they were still with Activision. Now that they're self-publishing, if they came out with a silver-only Iron Banner emote, I, I think they've warned us ahead of time that there will be silver-only items and that those are necessary. Number one, they're going to tell us when it's silver only. Number two, they're increasing the amount of things you can get with Bright Dust up to 80% of the items next season. Number three, they're adding more bounties that will give you Bright Dust with the seasonal activities. So when the dawning shows up, you'll have three weeks of extra Bright Dust earnables with those bounties, those weeklies and those repeatables. So, in light of them doing all of that, I really wouldn't bat an eye if they if they did the you know the an, an iron banner silver only the reason at the time we got so frustrated me especially and i called them on that i said this is tone deaf the reason was the primary thing we were asking for which they have given us is direct purchase options and they said well we're giving you direct purchase it's like no 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 we've been asking for months for direct purchase options we now have that the the loot the rng loot box thing is completely gone there is no rng in here anymore so if you want it you buy it you know how much it costs you want to get this ship 800 silver no question eight bucks and you also know next season is it going to be silver only or not so do you want to buy it right now or can you say bright dust for when it rotates down to bright dust you will know that if you follow them on twitter so they're doing exactly the system that we asked for and the iron banner thing was contextually frustrating it's like okay you guys still have rng in the in the in the eververse store we want direct purchase options so if i see something that i like i would just like to be able to buy it and you couldn't do that back then 
I think a lot of times we forget just how far the Eververse store has come. It was terrible back then. It made no sense. If you were like, I really want to get this item, there was no way to get it. If the, if you really really liked this, you, there was no way for you to just direct purchase that. You had to go through the, the the like the loot boxes and hope that it dropped, or hope that you got enough bright dust to buy it, because you got like random amounts of bright dust sometimes from those from those uh, from those engrams. So, it's just one of those things where I feel like they've really really taken all the things we hated about it and we've got they've gotten rid of all of it they've gotten rid of the rng they've gotten rid of the lack of conversion on the currency so now you know exactly what you're getting there's no random nature to like i spend silver to buy a box and maybe i'll get some currency for the items um and then they have silver only items now where they're going to tell you and this was something people said last season i disagree with them about this i was like they don't need to tell you if something is season only i'm sorry silver only and people were like no they do well, Bungie agreed with you guys. They didn't agree with me. They're going to tell you if it's silver only. So that's another thing that you got your way on if you had criticisms about the Eververse. Shinobius Prime. Would it be beneficial for players to receive a small amount of bright dust per level gain? Uh, not really necessary. Um, Eugene says, I respect them for listening to the community and trying to make some adjustments, but I'd also respect them for just sticking to their guns, and if they would just say, we're sticking to this formula, it would save them a bunch of time and resources addressing this, and maybe reduce the number of complaints uh, when they know their complaint isn't going anywhere. I would say, Eugene, this is a this is a smart this is a smart play. It's a little bit of sleight of hand. Okay? If they're like, hey, we're giving you more bright dust, there's more items for Bright Dust. It's a smart play. People are going to probably be checking the Eververse more than before. If you get if you get a couple hundred thousand people a day more to check the Eververse, that just increases the likelihood that they see something dope and pull out the credit card. I, personally, I think it's a I think it's a it, it's a I think it's a it's a strategy. I think I think it's a strategy. They want you to be in there more. It's like those Apple gift cards they gave people. It's like it gets you in the Apple store. There, if the more you are in there, oh, dawning, oh, more bright dust, great, and then you're more likely to check the Eververse. You know, true, but they're gonna make more adjustments next season. Yeah, probably. Think about it like this, Eugene. It could be the Fortnite effect. It could be the Fortnite effect. If you're always changing it, we're always talking about it. If we're always talking about it, it's always relevant. If it's always relevant, people are more likely to check it. Fortnite does the same thing. It's like constantly changing, constantly adjusting, constantly frustrating and pleasing the activity week to week to week to week. So everybody's talking about it. Everybody's trying it. It always feels different. It always feels new. Oh, what's this? They changed this. Why do they do that? Oh, what's this new thing? Let me go check. Oh, you got that? Where'd you get that? Like... I, I don't know. I feel like it, it, in the long term, it just it just keeps people talking about the game and it keeps people checking the Eververse. If you just leave it stagnant, you just update it every season, then it becomes white noise and people ignore it. So it's probably part of their strategy to keep it relevant and talked about by YouTubers, streamers, and the like, and Reddit. Think about it. 15 months from Man of Steel. The more Reddit and Twitter and the forums complain about the Eververse, the more free advertising Bungie gets. People check the people check Reddit and they're like, ah, oh, that's cool. There's What's going on with the Eververse? Oh, let me check it. They're saying there's some new thing in there, you know, and they could be complaining. So sometimes the more we're talking about something, the, the better it probably is for Bungie. I, you know, it could be one of those 
no there's no such thing as bad press so um uh Sorry, I know my question was way back, but I wanted to clarify that the TWAB may have indicated they would avoid designing items that look like they are themed activities like the High Sparrow. I am so sorry for misunderstanding your question. That's right. They did seem to indicate that they aren't going to be doing that again. Didn't it? Where do they? Oh, where do they say that? That's so good that you picked up on that. I think they did indicate that, like, we're not going to be having something in there that seems like it should be in a strike. Um,. I swear they said that. Was that in the intro? That might have been at the end. Um, the Ever Restore no longer permits purchasing an item. Hopefully it makes more. Oh, so you can't purchase something if it's a duplicate. Uh, as we're planning future seasons, we're also thinking about the types of themes of content offered through Eververse as well as the role of cosmetic content as a reward achievement. Um... We're committed to continuing thoughtfully adjusting the Eververse store to ensure it's a balanced and optimal part, optional part of the Destiny player experience, while also ensuring that we can support the team. Please keep going your feedback. Yeah, I don't know. You might be reading too much into that. You might be reading too much into that. Faceless Will, thank you for 31 months. I would say... I would say if Bungie's smart, they would avoid doing this. You see that guy right there? Okay. I would avoid that next season, Bungie. I wouldn't do that. Um, we can't. We can't look. At, oh, I have it. All right. Let me go to collections. Let me go to equipment. Let me go to ships. Okay. I wouldn't do this again. I think this really, really opened them up to criticism because it's like that looks like something that should come from the Crimson Keep. That looks like something that should come from the DLC, and it was in the store, and you could get it bright dust. So I think. That probably, that probably is is why I'm I'm fine with it. But initially, nobody knew that, right? Nobody knew that. They just saw it for silver, and they got really angry. They're like, "What the frick, Bungie? That clearly looks like something that should drop from the Crimson Keep from the from the Hashladoon strike, you know." And then it came out for Bright Dust. So I was like, "Okay, everybody, calm down. You can buy it with Bright Dust. Could have been a dungeon reward, exactly, Aerosmith." So if I'm Bungie. Here's what I would do. I would lay out all the items for the Eververse, and I would say, okay, what looks like it's thematically tied to the season? And I would mark them all with a post-it note, and I would say, everything with a post-it note on it needs to be bright dust only, okay? Okay, that 20% stuff over here that doesn't look like it's tied to the season, okay, that can be for silver only because nobody's really going to complain about this thing being silver only doesn't look like it's tied to any of the activities it doesn't look like it's tied to the lectern the dungeon the crimson keep vex offensive this looks like it's just totally all by itself like like honestly something out of star wars a little bit now here's another one this should be available for bright dust why it looks like the divinity it looks like one of the seasonal exotics that come from the actual garden of salvation raid so the machine the machino form ship should not be a silver only purchase like that's just that's probably a really good philosophy now i'm not gonna jump down their throat about that but i think it's just a good principle and probably a good practice for them to put into place if 20 percent of the eververse items are going to be silver only i would just ensure that those silver only items fall more in line with that with that sparrow 
um, or this thing. This clearly was a match to the armor, like all the lions and stuff. That's fine. That can be silver only. That doesn't bother me. But if I come over here to this thing, again, looks like the divinity, looks like it could drop from the raid. That should be for bright dust. That should be for bright dust. Because it just, it like that literally is the same aesthetic of the divinity. So yeah, we're on the same page. And I would hope that Bungie would know not to do that. I think this was for Brightus as well. That that clearly could have been in the Crimson Keep uh, also. Um, I'm okay with this being silver only. That's not really that wasn't really tied to Season of the Undying or Shadow Keep either, because that's the that's the that's supposed to look like the um, freaking Howling Wolf. What the actual? I am dumb and I can't. Lord of Wolves. I couldn't think of it. Um, it's supposed to look like the Lord of Wolves. So, I couldn't think of it. Uh, what class stat are you talking about? Apparently, there's a new stat that's going to be on armor that refers to your class or something. I don't know. I don't know much more about it. Drown joke. Uh, part two. I meant to ask if the amount of brightness you get over the season is a lot or not. I I answered your question, dude. You don't need to submit it a third time. I think it's fine. Uh, Ginja 300. Do you think it's possible that the Saint 14 weapons could be tied to the sundial and the prophecy weapons tied to the obelisks? That is the exact prediction I made on Friday, I think, because, and my reasoning was this, the obelisks are free. There's four planets, uh, EDZ, Mars, Tangled Shore, and Nessus are the four planets with the obelisks and that is free to everybody so to me that's the place to put the prophecy weapons from curse of osiris that does a couple of things number one it squells any criticism that you're recycling content and charging us for it because it's free number two that's great for all the free to play free to play that's right i said free to play that's great for all those free to play players who haven't bought dlc and are like oh what's going on with this content well it's attached to curse of osiris and suddenly those guns are relevant again and coming into the game for free free seasonal activity with the obelisks so uh joey says i think my biggest has thing has always been this they said that the whisper ornaments funded the outbreak mission and they told us it took almost a year to create the mission with all the money that we know we're all spending we should logically be getting extremely awesome content do you feel like content moving forward should be a reflection of how much we're spending and what we set our expectations on here's the i think here's the misread okay let's say i'm an indie company with 10 employees and we get a million dollar grant and we crank out an amazing game and people are like that's awesome hey we heard you got another million dollar grant we can't wait for your next title okay that's awesome oh by the way you're getting a two million dollar grant now that you got twice as much money you can create twice the game right well not necessarily we only have 10 employees like just because i have more money doesn't mean i have more bandwidth also you have to consider they're creating likely the next game or the next dlc or the next season or the next activity or the next raid they're not just creating what's right in front of you it's and, and this is when luke smith touched on parallel development the idea of parallel development is the team that was working on Reckoning was working on Reckoning at the exact same time as the team that was working on the Ada frame system and the Forges. So, as Luke Smith said, they were placing simultaneous bets, okay? 
these guys are working and these guys are working and when the content lands one is loved the other is hated right it almost sounds biblical uh but (laughs) the point is is that just because they're making a bunch of money doesn't mean they can be like all right everybody in the entire company buckle down and build the next season and make it amazing and then when we're done everybody buckle down and work on the next season that just isn't how it works it isn't how it works. It's not like the entire company is working on Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying and then they're done and then they work on Season of Dawn. It just isn't it isn't that way at all. There were likely significant teams and people that were working on Season of Dawn that didn't touch Shadowkeep, that didn't touch Season of the Undying. They just they, they, they that's not that's not conceivable. How many months of development do you think it takes them to make something the size of Shadowkeep? about a year which means if the entire company was working on it and then they deliver it guess what now they have nothing to give you because no one is simultaneously working on anything interesting take on it it's not an interesting take on it these are the facts dude this is how it works it's not an interesting take I'm not theorizing this is how it works Luke Smith said this is how it works there's literally no way the entire company can be like great we have tons of money let's all work on Shadowkeep and make it enormous and then let's make Season of the Dawn enormous they can't do that what they do is they slice the company up and they say okay you're working on quarter one you're working on quarter two you're working on quarter three all at the exact same time that, that, that's exactly how it works. So that's why people are like, I don't understand. They make so much money. They have 800 employees. Why don't we get more content? It's like, well, because of t- like 75% of the company probably wasn't working on this. They're all sliced up and working on something else. Why? Because you're going to want something else to do in three months, right? I think it's more quality of content, not quantity. That's what I'm talking about. Well, again, well, and that's going to come back to another subject altogether, Joey, that they're working with outdated tech. They got the Tiger engine. It's slow. It's not very easy to work with. It's not very agile. Listen, Bungie's never come out and used that as an excuse, but every single time leaks have come out of the company and have funneled themselves through Jason Schreier, he has been rock solid in his leaks and his predictions. He has, he has credible intel from inside Bungie, and every single time he's commented on it, it's been that it's slow, archaic, outdated, and not that great. So there's only so much they can do. They're also using existing, um, existing, uh, I'm sorry. They're also having to create the game for existing consoles. So there's only so much they can do. There's only so much they can crank out because they have to go through certifications with Microsoft and with Sony before they can push out updates. So they can't do like little teeny tiny micro updates. Even if they could, I I, I don't think that they would want to again, because then the quality would probably diminish. So again, the quality is going to be hindered too by the bandwidth. If the size of the team that works on the sundial event, right? If the size of that team could be doubled would that automatically increase the content quality? It might, because then they could suddenly create more guns and armor and more instances and more bosses. Maybe, maybe. Quality of employer uh, employees, you know, quality, quantity, I'm sorry, of team size could increase quality of content delivered, but maybe not. 
maybe even still in the amount of time they have to work on something it's like no the, a, a conceivable deliverable the MVP the minimum viable product that a team can crank out in 8 months or however long they're giving these teams to work on these projects the minimum viable product is likely going to hit this ceiling of quality because of time constraints even if you had more employees it doesn't necessarily matter because you, you can only create so much at, like at one time constraints of the engine constraints of time constraints of just vision like do they even want to make something that that is that in depth is attached to a $10 season like there's a lot of things more than likely pushing back on it and we haven't played the sundial yet the menagerie was fantastic and vicarious visions built it and I think they spent about a year on it so the sundial content is supposed to be like the menagerie it could be great it could be awesome people could really enjoy it but we don't know how long it took to make. We don't know how many employees it took to make. What I would say is this. At the end of the day, do you think Bungie is twiddling their thumbs and shipping crap on purpose? I don't think they're shipping crap. Or do you think they're managing the internal logistics and bandwidth as best as they possibly can because, I don't know, this is going to blow your mind. Maybe they want to be a successful business. <laughs> and if they want to be a successful business, then I would think they would have internal things in place to ensure that they're like doing a good job. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I just can't believe this timeline and this version of reality that people try to like, like paint, like bungee shipping ho-hum content that they know is ho-hum content because they don't care, they're lazy, or they can't be bothered. I, I don't know. I, I think that they've... I think other development companies, if they could comment on it, they'd be like, you guys have no idea how good you got it. They deliver so much content for so little revenue that there's almost no companies out there that do what we get in this game. Melodic Gamer with 33 months, Lousy Old Potato with 11 months. Uh... I don't know. I've I've <laughs> I've been to roundtable sessions about games like Anthem and we saw everything that happened with Division. I just I I don't I, I just don't think you're gonna find that many games that can compete. C D Red. I love when people bring up C D Project Red because it just shows they have zero idea what they're talking about. First of all, C D Project Red got a grant from the government that allowed them to build The Witcher 3 at their own pace and take their time they didn't answer to a publisher so that's one of the worst comparisons people always make number two the witcher is a self-contained single-player game that is phenomenal worthy of praise and all the accolades and awards it's received but it's not an online hobbyist action mmo that is always changing that has you know a million and a half to two million players playing a day so that comparison is just absurd to make at multiple levels at the revenue level at the production and development level as far as far as how long they could take on it i mean imagine asking cd project red hey uh could you turn witcher 3 into an action mmo so we can play with our friends that'd be great thanks they'd be like no we can't do that we got to create an entirely new netcode to interface with the game which means we got to completely start over we got to build the engine we got to have the engine interacting with the netcode so that you can play and be in the same instance and same world as somebody like there's so many layers of development that just goes into you being in a game with another person it it, it just you can't you can't go 
to CD Projekt Red as your example of a game that, sure, treated its community with tons of respect and tons of content. They've been amazing, but you can't compare them to the operating costs of Bungie and the ongoing maintenance update quality of life changes server maintenance and server you know work as well as expanding the content with DLC every three months um you're getting something every three months I just we I'm gonna keep beating on that drum so people understand like just Destiny 1, we did not get this rhythm of content. The rhythm of content is so unbelievably better than it ever was in the life cycle of Destiny. Five years in, the the moves that they made, the moves they made are crazy. (laughs) They're crazy. They, they, They break ties with Activision. They switch launchers. They go free to play. They launch a whole new system for season a la carte content with a season pass with an artifact they they did they turned like a thousand knobs and the worst thing we have to deal with that i get frustrated by are like error codes because steam and bungie aren't getting along right now like they're they're not fighting they're just destiny and steam aren't getting along there's some weird things that have been happening um so uh, ZM Baller. At the end of the raid, should you get 300 Bright Dust for only your first completion each week? I don't care about that. Uh, Thesky. What, would it be better to keep the percentage of items in the store the same, but adjust how much the items cost? This just doesn't seem to be the issue. <clears throat> the issue is that they want to give you the option to earn. More things are earnable, but they don't want you to be able to buy everything with Bright Dust because it, 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 again, is a store that's meant to generate revenue. Ashen Hollow. I remember Bungie saying if Ada left, Banshee would have been way to earn her guns. Do you know if that system would be working for the Undying Weapons? No idea. To me, it makes sense to just leave them at Ikora and have you doing different things for Ikora in the system. I, I don't know. Flashpoints or strikes or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with them. Putting them in the gunsmith, he's going to get a little cluttered, isn't he? <laughs> if it, Like... If, track with me here if all of a sudden he gets the weapons from vex offensive and then next season comes around he's gonna get what the, the weapons from the sundial he, he, he's gonna get a little cluttered uh he, he's gonna little he's, he's gonna little, get a little cluttered so I, I don't even know exactly what their plan are for that uh lonely ql what do you think they will do with the portal that ikora made did they mention having a continuous storyline uh, it's gonna it's gonna run right into this thing with osiris uh, i he the thing with the undying mind <clears throat> leads to this somehow. Um, Vane, Vanek says, do you think it would be the detriment of Bungie to reduce silver costs of Eververse items? I understand they don't want to cheap. I'm gliding over questions like this. You guys are getting down into the minutia of like micro suggestions and I don't like answering questions like this. Do you think this should lower the cost? Should they lower the amount of items? Should they increase the items but lower the cost? Should they increase the bright dust run rate? I'm just going to glide over these questions, guys. I appreciate that you're trying to like come up with solutions. It's just a, it's a fruitless endeavor for me to dive down into every suggestion like this. Uh, executioner. Any word on a bungee would add more armor to the vanity mod slot besides just Everest? They've not said anything, so I don't anticipate them doing that. Because I think they're going to repurpose that old content. They, you know, they could suddenly turn on contest modifier in Leviathan, and now there's a reason for you to go run Leviathan. So, Arctic uh, Spartan. 
Do you think the items from Ingrams go back to dismantling into bright dust? Uh, maybe reduce the amount gliding over it. Sorry, it's another micro solution. I think people uh, from Baby Cane Boy have a huge misunderstanding of the Eververse store and that it's a portion of the game in which Bungie makes money. Do you feel people need to understand this in a way that, uh, as us as gamers, to support the game and fund Bungie to be able to continue to create content? Well, there's two things I want to say here. Number one, I've been banging on that drum. It's there to generate money. It's a micro store. That's what it's there for. They literally hired artists to create vanity items. Do you actually play the game? No, I hang out in orbit. Thanks for being here. Uh, it's good to make money off of you. Uh, but they they basically don't need to be supported, right? So there's two things I want to say. Number one, they they don't need to give you everything, right? It's there to make money. That's what it's there for, right? It, it's a microtransaction store. So at its at its core, it's there to generate revenue. But on the other side of the coin, I don't think people need to be like, oh, come on, guys, support Bungie and spend, spend silver. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be, it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't need to be both, right? It doesn't need to be both. So you haven't eaten yet today? <laughs> Or checked your phone in a while. What are you doing? <laughs> DeWitt. Since the Outbreak mission was paid for with Eververse revenue, do you think the move to a more free items with Bright Dust might limit more activities like that? Hang on, let me reread this. Since the Outbreak mission was paid for with Eververse revenue, do you think the move to more free items with Bright... No, 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 no. I would say, right that they are they are wanting you to be in there more i do i think the i think the bright dust is there to get you in the store more i it's like the 25 dollars gift card analogy uh steven do you think we can get enough uh bright dust i mean you, I, I i just feel like you're trolling you've been in chat you know parroting nonsense all day to try to get my attention and you just submitted a dumb question um that has no answer uh, Johnny, do you think Destiny being on Stadia has hurt the overall development of other areas of the game, diverting resources to coding for Stadia? I really hope they outsource that. I really do. I really hope they outsource that to to Google. You know, I really do. I'm just gonna ban you. I don't like you anyway. You're just trying to hijack my Q and A now, and you think it's funny. So find another stream. Um, yeah, I, I I would have hoped they would have outsourced that to Google because I'm kind of thinking the same way. I'm like, dude, what the freaking what? Google Stadia now? Maybe them doing that will will help with other cloud-based gaming solutions that are coming out, and so they're ready for that. Like Microsoft's launching its thing. I I don't know. I'm with you though. I I don't know if I want them doing that like dedicating man hours and bandwidth to to that you know it didn't the, the stadia has not um <laughs> it's not it has not had a very good launch so stadia is just a platform it's slightly running the pc version but didn't somebody say that if you play stadia pvp you're on dedicated servers i swore i saw that somewhere they would have had to have come up with some type of background netcode update infrastructure something because it's I don't know I feel like it's it's different it you're not playing with the same people um Sadie is not a PC version it's its own platform yeah I I don't know I 
I again I hope they outsourced it if there was any development for that I hope that they didn't um, spend a ton of time on it because <laughs> yeah uh, by the way if you guys are enjoying the back and forth the conversation the periodic roasting of trolls uh, it is a family friendly stream I get a little sassy sometimes it's just for fun and entertainment value and sometimes people need smacked on the mouth uh, if you're enjoying it remember to click follow and turn on notifications appreciate everybody being here submitting questions you guys are the best uh, next question is from Gritter. Would it be okay if Bungie took certain select armor sets from D1, revamped them, and made them available for Brightest or Silver in D2? Sorry if this has already been asked. This seems like a minefield suggestion. Um, this seems like a really, really dangerous uh, suggestion. I don't think this would be a good idea. Uh, <laughs> because for every one person, they'd be like, that's great. I would love to earn Bright Dust and buy Vog armor, you'd have other people being like, are you kidding me? They've taken our favorite D1 armor and they're trying to sell it to us in the Eververse! Like, I think there'd be like 10 people mad for every one person that thinks it's good. I don't, I don't think that that would be a good idea. It came to pass. What's your opinion on the new ritual weapons? Do you like them? Hate them? I didn't even go for them this season, so I just didn't want to play Gambit. That was the only one I cared about was the SMG. Do you think ritual weapons will be completable next season? Oh, the current ones? Yeah, those just always stay in the NPCs. That's how they've always done it. There'll be new ones too. Slim. Not trying to take you off topic. How do you feel about doing a podcast segments? <coughs> Excuse me. To address different gaming development life cycles. You can interview other developers and give better insight in the gaming industry and how things work. I feel like if more gamers were educated on the subject, they would understand Bungie's moves better. I would love to do this, but I don't know anybody that's going to want to do that. It would be, it would have to be so structured and so pre-written, because you're not developers don't like talking to the public anyway, because um, their words get twisted and people are mean. <laughs> the internet is the freaking wild, wild west, man. And developers don't really like coming up for air and having to hear what you have to say. I love you. I love hearing what you have to say. Whether it's really intelligent or really dumb, we can still have a great time with it. Like, because if it's dumb, we can have a good time correcting it and kind of laughing at it being dumb. Uh, If it's really, really intelligent, it's fun. It's like, ooh, that's a really good idea. They should implement that. Developers generally don't want to talk to you (laughs) or hear from you because, number one, it's not their job. Number two you might be nice and thoughtful and the other 10 idiots coming on reddit are not going to be nice and very thoughtful all you have to do is see the interaction that the apex legends guys had with reddit to see a developer got a little bristled got a little frustrated he popped off and it created a firestorm so i just i don't know if anybody would be willing to do this if they were going to do it i would love it i like to do interviews if it was structured and scripted when I interviewed Bungie at E3 we did a pre-interview I said what do you really want to talk about what are the high points what are the things you don't want me to ask about you know don't ask us if Trials is coming back right gotcha (laughs) hey now that we got you in the hot seat in front of 75,000 people is Trials coming back you know like that's not cool they would be a scripted interview big time so uh, Ninjoid on the topic of ornaments and season armor uh, would a structure to this bring benefit uh, like iron banner only held iron banner ornaments so one piece of armor from each activity could hold variants of the armor I just 
th- I think the system they have now is fine. You have uh, you have universal ornaments, and then you can make yourself look kind of however you want. And then there are, are armor sets that aren't universal ornaments. So if you want to wear the raid armor, you got to go get the raid armor. So um, Astrovir, I tend to equip ships and sparrows I've earned, like Harbinger's Echo, but would happily spend money in the Eververse. What else could they do to sell for silver if someone would want it? Uh, something like Colored Jets or Sparrow Flame, for example. I think for now they sell enough. I don't think you want to start selling more. There's actually a lot in there. There's a lot in the store. There is, uh, there, there, <laughs> there's, there's ghost projections, there's emotes, there's ornaments for legendary weapons, there's ornaments for exotic weapons, there's ornaments for exotic uh armor there's universal ornaments for armor like i don't we don't need any more in there thank you eddie willers for seven months dude evan f sorry if you already answered this but do you think keeping us in the dark about some of the things coming the season's good or bad timing i did a whole video on this i basically said it's weird it's it's uncharacteristic of bungie but it seems like their effort and their intention is to lower expectations so we don't get all wound up and then get disappointed by it's a ten dollar season it's not going to be mega mega substantive um and i think they're just wanting as they've said publicly in multiple you know different places they've said publicly that they want us to drive the conversation so uh, speaking of year one armor, what's your take on if old armor can be unlocked as universal ornaments? I've talked about this too. I think it'd be better to leave those alone so they could maybe do contest modifier in Leviathan Raid. And instead of you just all of a sudden having a bunch of Leviathan ornaments just automatically, or you run Leviathan like a couple of times, get the armor to drop and then you're done because they're universal ornaments. I think it's better to get their, to get life out of those old pieces of content. It came to pass. Since they've been going back to form of troll areas like the moon, now Mercury, do you think they'll hit up Mars where my next? Yes, I do. Do you find the amount of armor ornaments to be lacking? As someone who hasn't been playing too long, I find the lack of ornaments available to me. There's quite a few ornaments I have seen I would want but are no longer available to me. Um, That's just, you're, you're not an early adopter, so sorry is my response to you. There has to be something that makes people feel a little bit better about the fact that they've been here since the beginning. Um, the fact that I can go to a piece of armor and I have a ton of ornaments for it, right? I have a ton is a testimony of the fact that I've been playing for a while, and so I can look a certain way that maybe you can't. The nostalgic engrams are there to help with that, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> if you're not an early adopter, those are the things that you miss out on, and that's just kind of the way that these games go, you know. So, and the last question I'm going to take is: Do you think exotic class items should make a return? I don't really care. That's not a big thing that I think is needed right now. I think what's needed more than anything is iteration and evolution on the weapons and the perk system. Uh, the, the, I think the armor system is great. We're already getting new evolution next season with the charge with light thing. We don't even know what that is. So I think armor is in a good place and going to be a better place. Like they need to rethink, you know, give me good stats if I run end game content. But other than that, I think the armor 2.0 system is in a good place. 
I think we really are in dire need of evolution, quality, and improvement on the perk system and the weapon system more than anything right now. I'm not really going to die on a hill for exotic class items. So, we are not going to shut down the stream. I'm going to keep doing bounties. I got a round robin thing that I'm working on. I guess there's an achievement if you get plus 20 on the artifact. If you've enjoyed this segment, stick around, click follow, turn on notifications. If you're listening elsewhere, you can always come in live, saying it to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.